Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's what's your your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. This is your co-host, Barry Johnston, with me as always, my best friend, the better half of this podcast, Mr. Adam Beebe. Well, I don't know about all that, but I do appreciate the introduction. Thank Uh, you very much, Barry. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. I think your wife would maybe have uh, words with you about calling me your better half. She's certainly the better half of this deal. (laughs) That's for damn sure. We're doing good, man. Um, Getting a lot of uh, TV time in, of course, you know, that continues. But, uh, yeah, everything's good. Everything's um, sort of, you know, as normal as it can be. We've sort of normalized the weird around this house anyway. So how Mm -hmm. about you? Mm -hmm. Man, same old, same old, man. Just uh, keeping up. You know, keep on keeping on, just doing basically the same routine um, since my work allows me to continue to work as normal and function as normal during this time, with, except with, you know, taking more chances or less chances with infection. So I'm, I'm more, you know, precautious, masks and gloves and right. covering up and all that stuff. But other than that, man, I mean, it's been pretty much the same going for me yeah. all around. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I've, I finally finally got out of uh, my art funk uh so i've been doing a little drawing a little painting good that had been affecting me for uh, the better part of the year to be honest with you uh-huh just you know, not, sometimes just not you, feeling motivated or not maybe not feeling like you're not up to snuff or or what well it's a combination of things um it's kind of like you know i guess it'd be like writer's block where you know you can write right but for some reason you can't make yourself do it or if you you know or you know you get you're getting up to it but then you can't you know can't perform right um so in a way you know it's you know it's an impotence in in that aspect of it it's just you know i guess it was just kind of like i definitely was feeling i don't know my own personal inadequacies as a productive artist as somebody that somebody would you know make art that people would want or that the stuff that i make i you know think it's good but you know people like it but you know nobody wants to own it or anything but you know i mean i guess i kind of had to just make myself do something to remind myself that i don't do this i'm an artist because i was born an artist i'm you know i draw and i paint and i do this stuff because it's in me to do it you know and i do it for myself and that's the main thing of it right. that's the main part of it is that this is what i identify as this is part of me this is who i am and it's just kind of like you know i don't know i don't want to say that i lost touch with myself per se but it was just that i had uh i was just struggling with um i don't know maybe i was struggling with identity maybe i was struggling with right. meaning and purpose and all that stuff in life and of course it didn't you know it didn't help that uh, i here i am uh, during this time of everybody's got a 
big major crisis going on, um, and then I have my own personal little crisis, which yeah. I guess not to negate my own personal struggles, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. Well, you know. I think inspirations a lot of it when it comes to mm. art. You know, it's like. You hear that term being thrown around a lot, you know, oh, this is inspired. This is an inspired piece, you know, or even with music, it's like that. It's like, you know, when it comes to writer's block, it's a weird thing because it's not like you're not creating. A lot of times you're creating, even if you're not physically creating, you're, you're in, you're doing it in other ways. I know that, I know that that's like that with songwriting. Like a lot of times I'll just put the guitar down for a long time and not even not even mm-hmm. want to pick it up but then it's funny because like i'm going back through my phone and i've got all these memos of these song ideas that i'm like i haven't created you know i haven't written right. anything in a while and i go back and i start listening to stuff it's like oh my god i, I have all this stuff that like i right. totally forgot about but you really do have to be in that sort of frame of mind where like okay i'm going to sit down i'm going to work on this but it's hard because it's it's not like any other job where you can show up and then you just start working you know and and i know that you know everybody's got their own sort of format and Mm -hmm. ways that they work and 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 all that but i understand what you're saying i guess is what i'm trying to say and uh, i'm glad you're i'm glad you're starting to uh to do some inspired things yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's there, you know, it's just doodles, it's sketching, it's just kind of getting back into the groove of it, but it's making myself do it. But, you know, in many ways, doing this podcast has really kind of filled that creative void, you right. know, and some of the other things that we've been working on yeah. has been, you know, been filling that creative void. So that's good. You know, I have, I, I'm aware enough now that, you know, like if I'm going through and I'm making, you know, I used to make mixtapes all the time. And I would do that when I wasn't necessarily being, you know, making 2D physical art. I would make these mixtapes, but because I put a lot of time and thought into it and, you know, and measure it out, you know, and like get the flow and all that stuff. And I crafted it. It was a craft and I feel like I was really good at it. So, right. So, yeah, so that was an expression, you know, and it's just like this is an expression. So this it's now it's, you know, I'm I guess I'm just kind of I'm unplugging the uh pipes as it were right so i need my pipes clean you do Um, you do and well (laughs) boom but you do you do need to kind of sometimes i think you got to kind of um if it's not happening just get out of the way of it you're going to continue amassing ideas and things like that and at a certain point it's going to spill out you know yeah it's funny, I, I think Stephen King wrote a book about writing, and um, I haven't read it, and it's on my list of to-dos. But, you know, he and Bukowski even, too, talked about it a lot, too, about how treating treating it like work, where you, it's like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write so many words a day, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so hard to do. But these guys that are prolific, you know, it, it's it's, that's inspiring to me that you can you can just sort of do the thing and but to be prolific is one thing but to have you know like bob pollard i mean the guy writes freaking five records a year how does he do it and more yeah it's like how does he do that but not only does he have the volume he's got quality you know that's 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 where talent comes in you know really is what it comes down to it's not great. And also, not everything is great. Not everything right. is truly, like, 
exceptional. Not everything is a masterpiece, but not everything has to be. Right. And I think a lot of creative people have to uh, understand that. They have to be okay with it because if you don't accept that things are okay to be flawed or you know, not be a masterpiece, you're going to overwork something and you're going to take away from True. the actual beauty that is in that. Right. So, you sometimes know, you got to get to that. Right. Sometimes the beauty is just putting it down onto yeah. the canvas or whatever. And it is what yeah. it is. You know, maybe it's yeah. not the polished gem that you would like it to be, but it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when you're dead and gone, that is a piece of you that is yeah. makes up the whole, you know. So I, it's, yeah. that's a great way to look at it, too. Yeah. You've got to learn how to be accept good enough. True. That's very <laughs> and that's not true. A, that's not a, you know, shortcut. It's not a cop out. It's just like I have to this is good enough to where I can stop and let it go and if it bugs me enough, I'll come back and work on it, you know. And and in in musicians are in, you know, are the same way with this. All all writers and artists and creative types you know, you got to let it get, you know, you got to be able to put it to the side because right. if you keep staring at it and keep staring at it, you're going to lose, lose yourself in it. And you're going to suck like the said, life gotta, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let you get out of its way. So, That's right. Yeah. True, man. True. So anyway, speaking of um, getting out of our way, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get that out of the way. Yeah. And let's get on to uh, our, our guests for today. How's that sound? Sounds great. Yeah. We've got today. We've got our friend, Julie. She contacted us. Man, she's got some really cool stories. Appreciate her coming on to the podcast. So let's get over to Julie. Julie, what's your weird story? Okay, well, I was in a uh, a woman's a woman's homeless shelter in Pasadena, Texas. Um, didn't know anything about the building. I know it was a big building, and we only occupied like maybe less than ten percent, and the rest of it was like abandoned, molded. They were going to eventually tear it down and rebuild, whatever. So I noticed something strange when I got scratched. Um, I was laying in my bed. There was three other people in my room. I was laying there watching Netflix on my phone with my headphones on. I hadn't moved in about an hour. And all of a sudden, I started my, my legs started stinging. So I pulled up my pant leg and pulled it out of my sock, and I had scratch marks, like, whelping up. Like, it just happened. Whoa. Whoa. So, I knew... I've never been scratched before, but, you know, I am very much into the paranormal, so I watch a lot of paranormal files and stuff like that on YouTube. So, I knew what what happened. Right. I was like... like, So, one of the advocates that I just felt really comfortable with talking to, um, I told her about it, and she said, well, you know, this used to be a state-run nursing home. Mm. And I was like, oh. Wow. And then... And after that, it was um, it belonged to this organization called Teen Challenge. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of Teen Challenge? Yes. Okay, well, okay, yes. Yeah. So uh, I've read so much stuff about Teen Challenge that it's obviously like an abusive program. Right. 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 So, um, we we talked about stuff in, that she had experienced because she would usually work like the graveyard shift, you know, like ten to six. Um, so she was telling me stuff, you know, she see the, uh, an elderly man standing cause they had a mirror on the wall that looked down the hallway. She said she would see an elderly man standing there. Um, sometimes the washing machines would just turn off by themselves. Stuff like that. Wow. I started, <laughs> yeah. um, her mother 
and worked there when it was a nursing home. And she would tell me some pretty odd stories, you know, like this one guy that got into a fight with his girlfriend and he like went to jump on her car and she ran him over. So he was an invalid. Damn. Yeah. When he was like in his early forties, um, one story about, um, she walked in, there was a mother and a daughter that were both living there. And the mother was a, the the daughter was a double amputee on the leg. And she saw the mother doing some sexual stuff with the daughter's leg. Yeah. Oh, good gosh. So I knew there was something in the building. Right. um, I started working in my restaurant. I'm I'm a professional cook and I was working a few nights. So when I would get back to the shelter about 1130 and all the other residents are asleep. Well, the, the lady who works, who was telling me all the stories and everything, asked me if I wanted to go explore the building mm-hmm. with her. She had downloaded a ghost app on her phone. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> the, first <night> we went, <laughs> the first night we went, not a lot of stuff happened. Um, we went into the chapel part. And every time we went into this chapel, I just got this heavy negative feeling like I didn't want to be in there at all. I wanted to get out. And every time her little ghost app would say uh, angry demon devil, you know, every time we went to the chapel, it wasn't just one time because we went investigating four times. Every single time we went into the chapel, it would say that. Wow. I don't know how accurate ghost apps are. I ended up downloading one and okay the the second time we went it was kind of a windy rainy night and there was this one long hallway that at the end of that hallway it looked like it used to be like a a community room where people could go sit watch TV or whatever Mm -hmm. but we heard a whole bunch of banging down there so we're like, well, let's go down there. I'm, I thought it was the wind. I was like, if we get down there and it's still banging, we'll be able to tell if it's the wind or not. Right? We get at the end of the hallway, the banging stops. And it starts banging again at the other end of the hallway that we were just standing in. Oh. Something's <laughs> playing with you. Yeah, some, it was, they were playful that night. Um, we would get words like elderly, hurt, burnt. Stuff like that. Wow. So it was kind of relevant what where we were at. Yeah. So a second time, okay. Well, when stuff like that that happened, the the staff lady was calling Melissa. Okay. She would get scared and be like, "Okay, that's it. We're done." <laughs> yeah. So a woman after my own have- heart. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm pretty sure I'm out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> go back to your room, Julie, go to bed. I'm like, I can't go to bed after that. But yeah, so the second night, there was what we called the octagon. And there was like this part of the building where it was an octagon in the middle because it had like hallways that went off of it and said hallway A, B, C, D. There was even a sign up there that said, smile, you're on God's camera. Kind of creepy. Yeah. That's weird. We were sitting in the octagon. Um, we got... Got a couple of strange EMF hits, you know, a couple of words thrown out, nothing real significant. All of a sudden, she looks at me and she's like, Julie, that door is moving. And there was one of the doors to the hallway. Now, these are heavy doors. They don't just, you know, swing easily. It started moving a little bit, just a little bit. 
And so we stood there and we watched it for a few minutes. And it opened all the way and just stayed that way. And of course, Melissa was like, okay, that's it. We're done. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> As would I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very last time we got to go, um, I took my friend with me. She was also in the shelter with me. Um, we knew each other before that, but she ended up going there too. And she's a skeptic. I told her about being scratched in my room. And she's like, no, no, you, you scratch yourself in the shower. I was like, I was, I took it out of the shower like early that morning, you know, yep. those scratches, I felt them as they happened. Right. Yeah. So, well, they, yeah, they wouldn't have, well, you would you saw them. They wouldn't be, if you did it in the morning, you wouldn't see them, you know, welting up, yeah. you know, get right. all. It would have been like regular scratch marks. So yeah. I saw them up. So we take her one night and, uh, Actually, to get to one part of the building to another that's off limits, you had to walk through the area that we stayed in. And as we walked by my room, the ghost app said scratch. Whoa. Yes. Wow. And that's exactly what my reaction was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I told you I was in there. Right. Wow. Well, I've already gotten the chills and goosebumps about three or four times throughout this whole thing, and we've only been talking very shortly. So. Wow. Wow. That's intense, man. Did you Jeez. before this? Did you so, have? Did you? Do you have a history of 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 these types of things happening to you? Or is this this something that just happened when you were at that shelter? Um, I lived in a house here in Pasadena, and it's actually on the same street as that shelter. Uh -huh. I had been in over 10 years, but I lived in this house a long time ago. A very good friend of mine was letting me rent a room and he ended up moving in with his ex-wife. So I basically had the house to myself and there was a lot of things that would happen in that house and being alone in there, I'll be telling people on Facebook about it and they're like, you're crazy. You're, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think I lived there for about six months. I mean, you would hear people in the kitchen you would walk into the, into the house, like coming back from the store, it would smell like somebody was baking something, wow. like cookie. Yeah, very like it's there's nothing in the oven. Um, wow. He had a piano in like the far corner of the living room, and he, I, I'd be sitting in my room. My room was on the other side of the house. Yeah. He had to go through a walk and everything. Mm -hmm. I would be, I could hear like doo, 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 on the piano, and I'm just like, all right. So I mean. That was probably the most paranormal experience I've had. Yeah. In, in Sarah's house. Right. I've never been scratched in the house or anything like that. But there was a couple of nights where I got scared and slept in my Jeep by myself because I was like, I don't want to be in this house right now. Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the very last night at Sarah's house was probably the most, I guess, extraordinary thing I've seen that's that happened. We went through the chapel again. I never wanted to spend too much time in the chapel because of the just this negative energy. Right. I took, we went into what we called the purple room, which was something that Team Challenge used. And it was just like purple tile with a drain in the middle and then all these personal prayers written all over the wall. Like, gee, please, Lord, help me become somebody. You help me to remain silent. Because Team Challenge, like, they would put people on a, a speaking fact. Where they weren't allowed to speak. Yeah, uh -huh. so so the, the, there's a, you know, 
people may not know this, but there was a, a, a couple of documentaries that they did a while back on Team Challenge. And the what they would do is basically a kid that you're having a hard time getting through to, they would parents would send them off to these uh, Team Challenge camps. And they, they were, as far as I understand, you may know more about it than I do, but they're based all over the U.S. They had different places you could send your kids to. Some would be like in the desert, some would be in the mountains, some would be, you know, wherever. But the idea was to take the kids... A lot of times they would take them into uh, nature and they would, it was, it was pretty rough. They, they would sometimes abuse the kids physically. Uh, they, they would do what you're talking about, not letting them speak for long periods of time. It was a lot of mental abuse, a lot of physical abuse. Did they end up shutting Team Challenge down? That doesn't exist anymore, does it, or does it? Shut down. I actually follow a Facebook page called uh, Teen Challenge Exposed just because I want to hear these kids' stories. Right. And that purple room, every time I went in there, we would get an EMF hit. And I would all just like this. I would almost want to cry. Like, for just, it, I just felt like I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they used it for, but it, it had a very sad feeling to that room. And the whole drain in the middle of the floor and just playing, just, you know, it was weird. All yeah. the prayers on the wall. Right. Yeah, it sounds like it was, it sounds like it was probably some kind of like punishment or isolation type room, you know, and then they were told that, you know, they can't write on the wall if they write a prayer or something like that, maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but that does, that's what it kind of sounds like, at least the isolation part or punishment kind of thing. But God, yeah, so there's no, no, no wonder you felt like a sadness going in there because it's probably like just so emotionally charged as mm-hmm. just you know a, as a place. That's, that's wow. Yeah, that is heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even my friend, the skeptic, she was like, I, I don't like being in this room. She's like, this is making me sad because she was yeah. doing the prayer. She's making me sad. I don't want to be in here. So. <clears throat> Again, we where the uh, community room used to be, where we heard all the banging and stuff, and then it the other hallway. We walked down there. We were, you know, talking. We had the the ghost app going, and I guess we were down there about ten minutes, and all of a sudden we heard water running. And I was like, I looked at Melissa. That's not her real name, but that's I don't because she could get in trouble. She could get fired. For letting us do this right 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 <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah protect the innocent I, I was like it sounds like a shower's running she's like yeah maybe the ghosts are taking a shower <laughs> we listened to it for a little while and finally i was like let's go find where that water's coming from we walked three rooms down and we heard the water we walked into the room and the faucet was on in the bathroom sink whoa whoa and this is an abandoned part of the building. Yeah, this is all, all of this is abandoned. Yeah, all of this is abandoned. Um, if someone was in there, we would have seen them leave. Right, you know? right. And we didn't hear the water when we walked down the hallway. Right. So wow. the faucet, and uh, Melissa's freaking out a little bit. I could tell Jessica's like, okay, we, we need to end this. Well, then all of a sudden the ghost app said, why are you here? Wow. Whoa! Wow! And I, 
we're here to communicate. We're here to, you know, interact with you. And it just said, leave here now. And that was the end of it. Melissa's like, okay, we're done. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm right. Uh, Melissa and I are in two peas in a pot on that, you know, because <laughs> definitely, you know, yeah. you would have seen uh, uh, Scooby-Doo dust in the, you know, as I am <laughs> running and spinning in wheels in the air and then take off. So <laughs> I didn't right. know. I didn't know that these apps existed. Yeah, the one that I actually have on my phone, um, I ended up downloading it too. It's called Ghost Tube. T U B E. Okay. It, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It, it, the EMF on it is legit. You put an extra electronic device, it goes off. Okay. That's cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's that's pretty cool. What happened here? I'll, I'll say it after the end. What? <clears throat> so the, the water's running. Said to leave here now. Melissa and Jessica are like, let's go. And I'm, I didn't want to leave. I was right. like, okay, this is really cool. This is like something's happening. Right. So we're about to walk out and I stopped. I was like, hey, let's just stand here and see how long the water stays on. And I swear it wasn't even two minutes it turned off. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that, was, that was the end of that. Damn. And, you know, unfortunately, the uh, center, like, like two weeks later, I left the the shelter. Like two weeks later, um, but wow, I came here. Now this is like an eighty year old house, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that because they don't really want us out of our rooms after eleven. Um, but there was a girl that was here, and she was telling me she had an attachment. She's had it since she was a kid. And she, you know, this is kind of a mental health place. It's, yeah, it's connected to the Harris. County Mental Health IDD. Yep. Um, so, you know, you get some people that are a little throwed off. She was yep. extremely ADHD. She was hyper. So I only took what she said with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But me and this, this kid, Josh, that is here, we were sitting downstairs and I was just playing with the ghost app. And she was like, use your ghost app on me. And I was like, okay. So I started going around her body. And as soon as I got to her hit, it, the EMF just spiked. Wow. And she's like, yep, that's where she's at. And she's like, she down my leg. So I moved down her leg and she's like, oh, okay, okay, we need to stop. And then my ghost app said disrespectful twice. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. I guess we've not heard any stories that are like this. Well, no, I mean, nobody's really had like, you know, used an app or really much of kind right. of, you know, uh, any kind of devices, really. I think maybe um, one or two people, but like nothing like this. Yeah, where you get yeah. such directed contact. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. that's bizarre. Twice, and I was like, okay, I'm turning it off. I was like, no disrespect was intended, none at all. Right. And she's like, she's going to do something to me. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, she's just going to do something. Well, what ended up happening was she lost her food stamp card. And then a couple hours later, her closet doors were open. And it was laying in the middle of her floor. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. Dang. Yeah. It, it was interesting. That's crazy, man. She, uh, she left here. She got a bed in a psych hospital. So. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. You know, that, that's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I didn't mess with it, anything with her and that after that. I was like, no, 
Yeah, yeah, let I, it, and yeah. understandably so. Yeah, let it be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Dang. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Yeah, I've never... definitely Go ahead. So, go ahead, Bear. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I've I was never... just gonna say how <laughs> <laughs> this this is the problem with using Skype sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well also with somebody that you're so familiar with because we were both said I was just gonna say. Yeah. But uh yeah. Somebody you've known for all literally all your life, so you go oh, ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I I was just saying that uh, we've never I've never had any of these types of experiences, so it's always cool to hear these people, you know, like yourself that you have this, you know, these weird stories, because um, you know I've never experienced something like that. All I know is that I probably I probably wouldn't be as cool and collected as you were when you're you know kind of in the throes, and you seem to be very. Uh, you know, uh, together and, and, uh, yeah. curious about this stuff. And, um, you know, it's, I think a lot of people wouldn't have that, um, outlook. Yes. Every time we, uh, went exploring it, uh, the shelter in Pasadena, she would want to leave. And I'm like, come on, it's just, this stuff is just not starting to get. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not just no, but hell no. <laughs> wow. Um, that one night when it was her and my friend Jessica, it said grab, and all the guests, grab us, grab us, scratch us. You already scratched me, push us. And they're like, us? No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> push you, not me. Wow. I was like, okay, you push me. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not, it doesn't scare me. It definitely piques my interest a lot. Right. So stuff starts happening. I don't get frightened. I want to check it out. Want to do more? Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. I'm curious as to because it was abandoned. I wonder if the water was even like actually turned on in that part of the building, or if it's some kind of really freaky kind of show. Right. Uh, I thought of. about that too. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't know the answer to. I'm not sure. Like I said, they were going to tear that part of the building down. So, right. I don't think the lady that was with me would know the answer to that. Honestly, the the staff member, because um, we had plumbing issues on our side of the building. Like some people's rooms, the toilet didn't work. I was fortunate enough to have a room where it did work. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so we had plumbing issues on our end. Man. Yeah, something wow. about the old uh, uh, hospital-type setting, you know, that uh, is just so freaky. Freaky stuff. Yeah. yeah, an institution, anything like that where you've got such heavy emotions on, you know, a lot of the spectrum, but, you know, it's a right. lot of, like, painful kind of thing and sadness there. And that really will definitely just weigh you down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but, man. Yeah, it's weird because it's like... You're, you're, I think we have, like... It's, it's weird what intention can do. Like, you know, you're talking about that room mm -hmm. where the kids wrote on the wall. There's a lot... There's a lot of things that we do uh, in religion that is um, is is you do these ceremonies and you do these things with these intentions because you're trying to put it out into the universe that 
this problem exists or you, or you're looking for an outcome or you're looking for help mm-hmm. or whatever but when there's a when there's something physical and we've talked to people that um our friend from australia who's who's into uh sex magic you know um chaos magic. chaos magic well, yeah. whatever Both. you know yeah all that stuff <laughs> i couldn't figure i couldn't find the right word so that was the first thing that popped in my mind but uh but yeah. the whole the whole idea is that you put intention behind something, you know, and and it's a physical thing that you you concentrate on or you put energy into, and it at a certain point it it represents what you're trying to do, you know, and 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 buildings and rooms and all those you know things can contain a lot of different emotions, you know, and and the things that people went through when you're going through hard times, you know, that stuff, I believe that can get, you know, sort of, it just seeps into the woodwork, you know, into the fabric of the building. Residual energy. Yeah. 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 I mean, apparently the state, the nursing home there towards the end when they got shut down was pretty bad too. Like a lot of the elderly people were just dying. And I mean, her mom worked there and she ended up, I think she said she ended up leaving because of how bad this, the situation were there. Like she couldn't, she could no longer, she couldn't speak against it, against right. it. So she just left. Right. And like yeah, two years I, later, I think it got shut down. She said, I can imagine that a, uh, a state run, uh, mm-hmm. elderly center is not going to be well funded and it's not going to be, you know, well run and just, that's going to be just terrible. Gosh. We would get the word drowned a lot. Like there was just words that would happen. We would get over and over again that were like, you know, significant drowned, burnt. Those, <sighs> those two were a lot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is heavy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Floridas, you've definitely, uh, you know, uh, flipped our lids, man. That those are those are some fantastic stories. It's just, Thank you. Just, wow. Yeah. Um, you, you got anything else for us? Um, no, that's that's about it. Until my next adventure, I don't know where I'm leaving after I go here, but um. If it's another facility, another shelter, I'll, I'll I'll definitely put on my ghost app and do some exploring if I can. Good. Ooh, yeah. Well, if you friend's house, but he's got an old house too. So. We, well, if you, you find yeah, come back and tell us. Yeah, about if, it. I, if you find anything, come back and tell us. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Awesome. Well, Julie, thanks very much it's been a pleasure talking to you and those are fantastic stories so um good luck on your your journeys and uh, hopefully we'll we'll talk to you soon absolutely everybody you're listening to the what's your weird story podcast you probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your itunes or your spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from we want to thank you for listening we also want to remind you to like us follow us subscribe to us make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week we'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience we can have more friends we can have more stories So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story.
Julie, thank you for coming on. It was uh, great to have you. Mm. Great stories. It, it's interesting that she has the want to uh, mm-hmm. and the aspirations to want to go out and find out more about these things that we can't explain. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, that that desire for investigation and and contact, I guess. Right. You know. Not everybody um, has that. I don't have that necessarily. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. No, no I'm good. I don't need to know yeah. the other side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Off other worlds, you know, biological things, but anything past living, yeah. I'm okay with. You know, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, but, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I think it's cool too that she uses an app, and I just never realized that they had those types of things. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. You know, I it's it's one of those things where like, why wouldn't there be apps? Right. Especially when it comes to recording. Although the microphones in these, you know, in my iPhone, it's pretty good. It it is really pretty good. But you know, the frequency response for these things aren't going to be quite what like a really high-end microphone would be but you know i guess if a ghost is trying to get in touch with you it doesn't really matter you know it'll yeah figure it out yeah unless you're like you know you're the ghost is like phil specter um see what i did there (laughs) specter ghost um that was my pun um unless your ghost is like you know an audiophile ghost and you know who wants to talk to one of those um but (laughs) you know i mean (laughs) if something's trying to connect with you if it's using if it can use electronic devices then it can why wouldn't it be able to use your phone and why wouldn't it be be picked up and you know i mean and again you know there's so many things that we don't pick up with our biological, you know, yeah. information collecting sense, you know, yep. you know, sensors or whatever. Why wouldn't this electronic one be able to do that? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's true. That story about the uh the teen challenge room that uh she, yeah. she found was uh man, that was pretty freaky. Yeah, dude. And the scratches, man. Yeah. Right. You know, I yep. mean, that's that's just the scratch. Anytime I hear stories with scratches and stuff, and we haven't had too many people on here tell us about it, but like, you know, that's just, that's scary. Yeah. That's real scary. Especially if you just see them happening and welting up like that, dude, yeah. that's just, yeah. Anything physical. It's not yeah. good. Not good. Yeah. Cause that's, that's breaking past the, just, this is spooky. That's when it gets, this is, this is scary. This could be right. really, really bad or something i don't know man but uh yeah for sure crazy stuff man yeah man i wonder as i wonder if out there you listening friends uh if you've tried one of these ghost apps um and it's worked um you know let us know um give us a review or something give us a call the hotline um which uh i'll remind you all is uh 513 909-9821 909-9821 uh, or send us an email or a message on the social media stuff let us know and um, if it worked or if it didn't or what your opinion is because um, I you know you know one of us has tried it so yeah I mean it'd be cool to maybe get some info out there for some folks you know that might be interested in doing something like that yeah but yeah so yeah again you know great stories from Julie we appreciate her coming yeah. on she was a great guest, and uh, mm. you know, hopefully, she'll she'll come back with some more. Yeah. 
So speaking of more information, uh, Barry, um, this is an update that is from an updated that from the la- what we talked about last week about your favorite, one of your absolute favorite yeah. subjects yeah. is that the Pentagon has officially uh, declassified those three Navy videos of the UAPs. That's right. Uh, so, you know, last week we had the Navy officially release them, and now the Pentagon has officially declassified them. Which, so, which is just, it's so fascinating because it's a step in a direction where I never thought in my lifetime that this would happen. I just didn't. And, yeah, you know, and and furthermore, the fact that they're giving credit to Tom DeLong, um, yeah. and they've actually hired him as a uh, government contractor. I mean, that, that there's some validity there, and it's crazy because I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast that he got so much shit for because he didn't. Cut, did I. You know, he didn't come across very good, man. And I and like I said, I I kind of know Tom a little bit. You know, I toured with him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know him real well, but um, he always he's always a really nice guy to me. Um, and, you know, fairly level-headed guy. And I always knew that he was involved in this kind of stuff. And, and mm-hmm. when this whole thing came out where he kind of quit the big band, you know, Blink-182, to, to, to get into this research, like, go, you know, balls deep. Yeah. I think everybody thought Tom's kind of lost it. And yeah, I, you know, I'll admit it, dude. Especially after seeing that Rogan interview. Yeah. And then To the Stars Academy is just not... A great name, and then his yeah. strategy that was, that he described on the Rogan interview about how they were going to be doing things yeah. made it seem like it was going to be more of a production company right. that was interested in UFOs. Right. And but uh, yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean he he had valid claims, and um, to see it kind of come out now, and I'm interested to see where this goes because you know there's a lot more. You know that we, you know, our government has oh, yeah. a lot more of this stuff, and we've talked about it before. You know, the English, um, they, they, they've been talking about this for quite some time. Yeah, they're, they're higher ups, yeah, for a while. They're higher ups in the military have been talking about these even, even crazier claims. Um, yeah, that uh, it's it's fascinating because we we still don't know what these things are. You know that. That this doesn't mean that aliens exist. I mean, we we just don't know. You know, we don't know who are yeah. banning these things. Yeah. All we know is that this technology is here. And if you guys haven't watched the footage, please watch the footage. It is really mind blowing stuff. Yeah. 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 It's 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 wild that that these basically they're basically were. And I mean, kind of in a way, their hand was forced, you know, mm-hmm. they had to come through and say that, OK, this has been leaked. And, you know, we I mean, people want to know right. things. It's not like it was, you know, 40 years ago or 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you know, in Roswell and stuff like that, where you can just say, oh, it's a weather balloon. Right. No. Now we have we have confirmed videotape that's confirmed military great you know and all of this stuff is legit and just you know i mean just you can deny it but to a point but you know you get shot and you're bleeding from a bullet hole you can't deny that that's a bullet hole that you've been shot and you're bleeding i guess i don't right. know no. that's a weird it's a weird analogy no but that is <laughs> true it's you can't 
the, the thing is with technology, this is why I love technology because it's, it's, it's gotten us to a situation now where everyone's got a camera, everyone's got a recorder. And when you see weird shit, you record it. Not that it's been recorded with, you know, um, a civilian, uh, a piece of equipment. And, you know, of course it, this is a, this is a military piece of equipment that's been recorded with. But all of these sightings, everyone is able to finally, you know, now they don't have to go home, grab a camera, come back. They got one on them. And these sightings are, are just going to continue to to get bigger and bigger. People are going to have more and more footage. You know, and, 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 and back in the 80s and 70s when you and I were growing up, uh, that wasn't the case. All you had was just reports of people saying, man, I saw something really strange. And then that gets weird because now you start sort of a cult kind of thing where like, the whisperings of this stuff is going on and, and, and people think you're nuts and, you know, oh, these people think that aliens exist and oh my God, you know, and, and, but now that we have the ability to kind of get through at least this first set of footage and the military saying that these things exist, we don't know what they are, but it's out there. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. It validates my claim anyway, that what I saw was real and it mm-hmm. kind of floors me a little bit because, again, even though my dad uh, backs me up, you still can't help but think that what you saw wasn't what you saw, you know? Right. It's just yeah. it's just too weird for me to even fathom. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, obviously, you're not the only one. And um, now it's we're getting out. We're acknowledging that people, hey, you know, people who made these claims for a long time, some of you are right yeah you know right maybe not everybody but certainly some of you are right some i'm certain some people saw people have seen drones and i'm certain people have seen uh our aircraft earth earthly aircraft being tested and stuff that you know before they knew what it was right you know but like in the whole history of ufology yes. you know uh, that since you know basically since roswell or just before, you know whenever the term flying saucer came out right but yeah i mean it's just it's an acknowledgement that some of it is truly yeah unknown and yeah. by saying that it's that's not it's not saying yes but it's not saying no either. And that's powerful. It's yeah. it's not saying no. You know, it's, it's like saying we don't know. And it you know like you know it gives some validity to folks like Bob Lazar's story. And if you guys don't know who Bob Lazar is, go check it out. He's a pretty interesting guy. He was uh there's he was the subject of a documentary recently. I think last year it was put out by him. He's done some, you know, a few uh a few interviews, not he won't go on very many um shows or talk to that very many people but they're out there to listen to and he's what he says is pretty powerful stuff man Mm -hmm. and uh, he talks about a molecule that was uh, discovered at the time that he was there and for years people thought he was nuts this this goes back to the late 80s when he was talking about this and they just discovered this molecule in the last like i don't know 10 year five year i don't know it's it's pretty recent that they found this this Mm -hmm. molecule that powers the mechanism in the UFO that uh, it, it's the it's the engine, if if you will, and it's it's mm-hmm. the thing that powers the engine, and it's a it's a molecule that doesn't exist here on Earth, and we've we've since found it, and so it just gives more validity to what he was saying, and mm-hmm. and and all the other stuff that we know out there. I'm not saying all of it's true because there's crackpots out there. 
you know, right. we, we all absolutely, know you know, but yeah, the, but the people that have pretty at least a, a solid foundation and um, a, a clean record to go back on. It seems that these are, in, if not anything else, interesting, interesting claims. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, on that note, <laughs> let's pack it in for the week. Let's do it, man. If you guys get any UFO uh, footage, send it our way. We'd love to see it. Yeah, we would absolutely love to see it. If you've seen them, let us know. Tell yeah. us your stories. Um, you know, we have, it's been a, we, we've got, we've had a few UFO stories, but it seems like it's been a while. Um, we got a few coming up for sure. Um, but we just love hearing those. Um, and we love hearing them all. We love hearing all your stories. Um, whether if it's a ghost story like Julie's or if it's UFO stories like uh, Barry's or if it's, um, whatever you want to call Sam's story, you know, from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> we high love, we just high strangeness. Yeah, that's, that's a whole <laughs> other kind of high strangeness, isn't it? So. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, join us next week. We got some more creepy stuff, but we also have, uh, in the middle of all the creepy, spooky stuff, uh, there's also a UFO story that pops up, too. Uh, and that's... Um, Brooke, who is calling it, uh, call it in from California, and man, those are some great. Uh, she's got some great stories. Yeah, awesome you guys stuff. Gonna, so, join us next week. Be safe out there as it's slowly opening up to quote unquote normalcy. Um, you know, I urge you to still be very careful and you know protect yourself, wash your hands, do all the things, social distance as much as you can. You know, because we haven't beat this thing; it's still happening. But you know, they're starting to you know ease things so that we can start at least getting back to some kind of normalcy, but don't let your guard down just because that's happening. Be vigilant. We will get through all of this and, um, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions, whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.